0: Psychomedy is brought to you by Thred Up, Manchester-based therapy that supports creativity.
1: I'm Rafaela Nunes, the founder of Thred Up, and the counsellor supporting the creative community. Comedians and creatives in general can experience anxiety, depression, low moods, and this in turn can affect their creativity. One-to-one counselling can facilitate a safe space for creatives to explore any difficulties, to gain self-awareness, to develop strategies that work, and ultimately, to create choices that are aligned with the natural creative flow. If you're in need of support, then please get in touch. Visit threadup.co.uk to book your counselling sessions at reduced rates when you quote Psychomedy. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way.
0: Joining me on
2: Psychomedy Daily Dose today, it's Conrad Cock. Conrad, how are you today? Hey Nathan, I'm great. Thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Such an important conversation, mental wellness oh. and uh, comedy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's
0: good to hear that you're great. That's sounding, uh, that's sounding very positive. Yeah. <laughs> In the current situation does that sum up how you are or are you just being just trying to be as positive as possible
2: um that's a, the answer is sort of complicated um south africa has gone through so much turmoil in for some people i guess this is just more turmoil so yeah. uh, you know the social contracts globally is shifting but in south africa it always was uh dicey in some ways and that's your certainty of rights, your certainty of bodily safety, your certainty of medical care, your certainty of financial security, are always a little bit in jeopardy because we come from a developing world country, because we have such an incredible amount of poverty here, uh, because our healthcare system—if you don't use private healthcare—public healthcare is is in a terrible state. So. Um, when we go, oh, it's terrible, there's a crisis. You're like, yes, Cape Town two years ago was about to run out of water. We we're going to be the first city on Earth to run out of water. Uh, you know, I was born during apartheid, so, you know, I, I got to see some of that dynamic. So it's, it's, it it's isn't good, and it's it's terrifying what's possible here. But uh-huh. um, the idea of lack of security is something I think Africans are more familiar with than, than much of Europe, is an assumption yeah. I make. Mean yeah so how am i doing just to, to mm. um, i'm i'm as far as comedy i mean comedy's dead here as, as it is in the rest of the world and yeah. we're on the verge of a recession basically in a recession before this started so uh i don't know where we'll be doing gigs after this we'll be doing gigs for hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah yeah so what's uh what's your situation during this period i mean you are in in, in a in a lockdown now are you Yes, we're in full lockdown. So yeah. um, I, I just went shopping this morning, which okay. means as you go, you can only leave your house to go shopping. You can't go jogging or walk your dog. Uh, yeah. As you drive to the shops, uh, the, uh, police will stop you, just ask you where you're going, look at your license, just make sure you're not up to, you know, on your way to a barbecue. And mm-hmm. again, as you go home, um, and then when you get, you know, obviously you wipe everything down. So it's it's that kind of, absolute lockdown the, the president talks to us every monday night like he's the emperor it's very entertaining <laughs> yeah we get a daily
0: one from our prime minister yeah it sounds fairly similar in some respects our situation yeah. so we've got similar populations there's a similar period of lockdown i think yours is 21 days is it at the moment
2: we're yeah we set to come out uh, on the 17th or so of of, of April. The, the big fear here, of course, is that the, uh, is that we, we have a tremendous amount of people who live in extremely difficult circumstances. Fifty-five percent of South Africa lives on less than two pounds a day. Yeah. So people in that situation can't social, uh, can't physically isolate, physically distance in the way middle class and Western people uh, generally can, in general, can. So the, it, it just means that if it, if this uh, COVID-19 hits these communities in any force, our healthcare system doesn't have the beds. We've got like 3,000 ventilators in the whole country and a population yeah. uh, of you know, 60 million almost. So it's, it's just the levels of poverty and the, the ability to, to deal with it are, are what's uh, worrying everybody. Yeah, yeah, it, it is all about those those beds,
0: isn't it? That's uh, yeah. I was reading you ha- you have a couple of thousands uh, compared to, I think we've got yeah um over double that. But we're we're putting in thousands more in kind of makeshift hospitals. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Any any plans for extra beds in your country? Is any
2: in my any lounge? Ba- <laughs> no. <they're> just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean they they they're doing what they can. They're, but the the biggest fear is actually the economic fallout. I mean, to the yeah. point that someone took the president to court to say stop this lockdown because most of our, uh, you know, our biggest income producers, the informal sector, which is like street traders and such things, and mm-hmm. and people just are, can't do that right now. So where they're going to get money? People, even people with jobs, uh, in a cleaning job, a security job. Or on the mines, they don't have any extra income. I know the UK also has its poor, but it's, it's just it's terrifying to think how they'll survive this. So the, the, the government is trying to do certain things, but it, it never has been grace at producing, uh, at delivering because it's, you know, the South African governments are productive and apartheid. States, so it, 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 which provided to a fr- 10% of the population, ignored the rest of the country. So I, I, our welfare system, our healthcare system, everything is structured around that 16% of the country has private healthcare and everyone else has almost nothing. So it's just, they, they are doing what they can and they are doing some pretty impressive things as far as distributing cash and so on. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the big fear then, For comedians is, I saw a friend of mine now going, he just doesn't know how, how, how's he going to, his debit orders in the month, his bond, like the kind of, some of the provisions I'm seeing in the developed world come through, like in the States or the the UK's uh, uh, interventions, we're just not seeing it all. Our banks are doing small things like dropping interest rates, but it's not going to be enough. So um, I think people are just in this liminal kind of worried state. Yeah, I'm only a week
0: or so into this. I'm hoping this is all a bad dream and we can come out of it next week. But Yay. is there any sympathy for people's position? You know, a lot of people do have the position. I mean, uh, Trump, to quote the great man, he was uh, yeah, yeah. saying that the the cure may be worse than the problem. And he was much derided from that. But that is a a feeling uh, in in, in a lot of people and certainly in a lot of countries. I mean, I I believe South Africa has more cases than the rest of Africa compared to populations. But your cases at the moment compared to the UK are thankfully um, lower. Is there any growing feeling amongst the population that the cure may be worse than the, the problem here for a lot of people?
2: There is, but there is also a, a uncertainty because the, the first question issue is that the reason our numbers are higher is because we have we're we are literally the most unequal society on earth, according to the World Bank. Mm-hmm. I mean, India's got its problems too. So, the, you know, it's not a competition you want to win. But the the. The, the reason our, our case is so much higher is because, to be blunt, so many white people went on holiday in Europe and bought the disease back from Italy and Germany uh, oh. and some South America. In general, it's, it's a generalization, but, the, uh, b- but it is who tends to have the money. Um, so yeah. what that means is there's a perception amongst black South Africans, poor black South Africans to be specific, for some that this is a white person's problem. Uh, mm. that's a very generalized statement it's not true for everyone of course but uh, and then the next question of socially isolates and uh, you know there's a video doing around a guy who lives in a like a this small tiny little uh, government built house that's got like one room and he's going there's five of us in this room how must it must I stay in this room for three weeks you're crazy we can't isolate like this is bananas yeah. so people are very aware of that and that's that's uh, their conversation is the conversation that's happening. The police are forcing people to, like, literally forcing people to go back into their homes, and and they uh, do, they I mean they're unlikely to go to a white area and do that kind of thing, or middle class area and do that kind of thing. So the inequality that we saw back in the day, it's not at all comparable to apartheid, of course, but it's just sad to see this kind of 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 tough tough uh, action, uh, inappropriate action from the police.
0: Yeah yeah I saw that as well that well, we've just had the first bits of news about people slightly criticizing the police for being a little bit draconian but that in this country that just involves people questioning why they're parked up in the peak district to go for a nice walk in the peak district but compared to some of the things I've read in certain townships in south africa where people are being hit and it seems scary reading about it That uh, in certain in certain townships that this that this is happening.
2: It is scary. But as always, what happens is uh, journalists will go and they'll, f- and they'll go find a situation like an incident. And then that becomes like the norm. But in general, yeah. uh, uh, South Africans are co- collaborating and working together to get it right. Something that's really great about South Africa is has got a tremendous uh, uh, community spirit, a tremendous um, sense of we're all in this together, and it, it comes from the amount of craziness we've gone through. Of course, that is starkly uh, uh, undercrossed by, undercut by race and class lines and language lines. So white people can be extremely oblivious. That's the that's what apartheid did. It gave us uh, ability to not see the suffering of others. We literally moved black people out of town, and at no point. Have has anyone actually moved black people back into town? So, it it's very easy to stay in your middle classy world and not be that aware of the the, the struggles of others here, which informs yeah. our comedy too, of course. Yeah. Are there, are there. Yeah. We will get back to comedy at some point, but this is
0: this is so interesting that uh, I mean. Do you fear that this might drive divisions more? I mean, you mentioned there that, you know, white people going on holiday. Was there is there a perception that they did that while there was news that uh, countries were at risk? And but is there is there a fear generally that this will
2: uh, create more division in race in your country? the 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 question of division is, a, is such a complicated one for South Africa sorry this is my like it's it's, it's what i do uh, it's my kind of area that i, I, I do no, a lot no, of work no. in so i can yeah. you've opened a library <laughs> but um <laughs> the, the the south africa's already divided white south africans are five times wealthier than black south africans on average so all this does is just continue what was already there uh, we have like for example uh, it, it, something that happens quite regularly is that schools don't have enough resource to have decent toilets. So, poor black schools in rural areas, there's a thing where kids go to school, fall into a pit latrine, and drown in poo. And it happens. it's it happens too often to be a once-off. It's it's something that happens. That will never happen in a white area. It, it, it's it's inconceivable that it would happen in a previously white area. So. Um, while there is an economic change happening, in general, what the deal was at the end of apartheid was that white people kept the goods, we kept the loot, we kept the historic privilege, we kept what apartheid gave us, and the idea is that it'll trickle down, but the truth is it doesn't trickle down because most business leaders in South Africa are still white, even though we're only like 8% of the population. Uh, English is the language of business. If you're at school, if you're a little Zulu child, at grade four, they force you to learn in English. Imagine you went to school and in grade four they forced you to learn maths in German. It's hmm. crazy. But that's the, Ro, Cecil John Rhodes' legacy, that's apartheid. So that hasn't gone away. So the, will it make the divides more? Well, it's not like black people are unaware that there's inequality because they're just going, well, this is more of the same inequality. There's a bit of an irritation that's Privileged people brought this disease to South Africa. If we had just stayed at home, it wouldn't have happened uh, But at the same time, there's also a sense of we all need to work on this together and uh, there's a kind of unifying Conversation going on that I think in some ways is quite positive
0: It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting on many levels as comedians where Uh, Maybe trying to find the funny in the in these situations for the future. But right now, I don't know about you, but it's I mean, I haven't written a single joke since this started. I think this is just so interesting. And so, I mean, for people that don't know, you have uh, a master's in social anthropology. I'm sure you're looking at it, not just your country, but countries uh, across the world. eh? They're reacting differently to this. And um, I mean, have you had any thoughts about comedy in this uh... (laughs) Over the last week or two about turning this into comedy or at the moment, are you just kind of reacting day to
2: day? No, I'm definitely thinking about this from comedy terms, because we Uh. have to We have to know what we can do when we come out of this, um, because we have a tiny middle class that's going to be shrunk. Most of South African comedy work is corporate work. We don't make our money in clubs. So, uh, we have to think what will corporates want to consume that's accessible and the, the, the global conversation about what's going on here, the kind of black swan recession, we're walking events that will lead to sort of Great Depression level recession, we have to have a, an answer to. So, with my work, I'm busy writing a show on this, how to survive the end of the world, or I'm not quite sure what to call it. Post-apocalypse okay. South Africa. But uh, there is a lot of comedy still going on if your stuff's about satire and speaking truth to power because it's still about who's going to get the ventilator. It's still mm. about who's donating money. It's still about Trump's madness. It's still about, uh, you know, if the first world's if the developed world's struggling, oh, how are we going to cope? Those things are not gone. They just, uh, they were always the case. So from my mind, when people go, oh, it's terrible, I go, but do you understand we have kids drowning in poo? It was already terrible. Uh, and what we're seeing now with COVID-19 is the the president's able to take leadership positions because the situation is so severe that he wouldn't have had been able to before so it's almost given him license to be more leaderish
0: yeah and are you putting any of that
2: stuff out there or are there plans to put that kind of stuff out there online I'm holding back because, as you say, I think the world is just coping with the issue of it, the, the question of it. And I, I'm sceptical about this online comedy situation. I don't know what your feelings are uh, in the UK. I know the stand has been doing shows, but I, I, I'd yeah. rather write the show and then use it in front of an audience than squander good jokes. Uh, it's like yeah, I told someone it's, you know, online comedy is like having sex in a duvet. <laughs> yeah, God, sex. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a rumor.
0: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah. Uh, one thing you said there that um, is, I'm finding interesting. It'd uh, be interesting to get your take on it. The talking about draconian measures and your president becoming even more like an emperor, and uh, you know, we 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 feel. I think we feel that across the board that now politicians are having this power. Uh, of asking us to or you know telling us to stay indoors and we are rightly I think being complicit in this I just question is there is there a danger of not questioning this at all you know um, I'm coming at it from a psychological perspective where there are lots of experiments where, you know, we enjoy fear and we also enjoy being told what to do, even when it's the wrong thing to do. Is there, have you questioned that at all, that we're, there's a danger of compliance to now... Whatever our presidents tell us to do, we are all going to be their messenger and their soldiers in this.
2: No, Harari, uh, the guy wrote Sapiens, wrote an amazing uh, Financial Times piece on exactly this question on, on you know, on, on some, you know, on, 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 on tracking where your movements are so we can trace who you were in contact with, like happened, I think, in Singapore and Taiwan. And,
0: yeah, not just the people in power. We are all becoming these uh, soldiers for for the power i just um one of my friends had a note put through their door by a neighbor saying i noticed you left the house twice today um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we are allowed to leave the house twice a day to go shopping and then to exercise but it's uh sorry to interrupt there but it's yeah it's 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 on my mind today more than ever
2: yeah no interrupts away that with the, the, that's the point isn't it uh it's literally what we're talking about the 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 we have that on a massive scale here and it's in a weird kind of dynamic because it's a class conversation so what's happened was that the minister of health said no you can go for a jog and walk your dog and then 12 hours later the minister of police said no you can't go for a jog and walk your dog and then uh, afterwards we saw lots of people and again it was typically white people no, I'm going for a jog anyway I can you can't tell me not to jog and then they got arrested for going for a jog <laughs> Um, but bear in mind that if you poor and black the police would we're literally at videos of people doing forced to do menial exercises like push-ups in the streets and some people getting uh, hit with a, 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 like a stick or what do we call it, a shambok it's like a rubber whip uh, mm. that it just the extreme difference in how people are treated so, so what we are seeing is people outing their neighbor this person went for a jog this entitled a-hole and there is a mm. level of White people going and or middle class people going. Hey man, people in poor situations can't isolate. So we need to be better than every. We need to be A grade isolators because we're the one gap where we can. We have to use hmm. our privilege to make it possible for others to survive. And I think so. It has it. it but there's a weird kind of Stasi East German, <laughs> you know, the, where the, hmm. where you spying neighbors thing. <laughs> yeah. I just think we're we're just too early to tell yet, uh, where that where that goes. I think there's also a sense of social consciousness about, you know, sort of like not littering almost.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, we're only a week into this and it's, uh, where's it all going to end up? Yeah. <laughs> huh. it's, been
2: um, it's unlike anything we've seen in our lifetimes. It's, and it's you know, I grew up at a party. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, um, as I said
0: before we started this call, I'm I could probably talk to you all day, but I know we have other things to do. But let's face it, we don't have anything else to do. Let's let's stay <laughs> on the line for <laughs> let's stay on the line for hours. Um, the but, for the, but for those few people in the world that don't know your comedy, you're a Emmy award-winning ventriloquist. We haven't even mentioned that. And um, is this nominated? Uh, nominate, we, we
2: we nominated uh, nom- twice, nominated, but we did
0: Nominated win. It's the same thing. I had the same yeah. thing. At the- I had the same thing at the Leicester Comedy Festival yesterday. I didn't win, but hey, you know, <laughs> it's all a win. It's all a win. Is the comedy that you're playing going to be still involving the ventriloquism or anything else planned?
2: Uh, well, it is kind of my unique, brand, uh, you know, my USP. Uh, so while it is a pain in the ass saying the jokes through a puppet, it also <laughs> has a kind of it also has a kind of power, and these uh, face masks we we're all wearing has made the ventriloquism way easier. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah. That my work is about, my puppet's actually a is 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 very famous in South Africa, but on his own, not as mere as a ventriloquist. So he has had his own TV show. He's been on a few TV shows, uh, you know, as as, as as a regular, where he interviews our president or all senior politicians uh, in our political spectrum. And, um, and so he himself, but it's like Muppet style without me there. So I'm yeah. hiding under the table. So he questions me about my privilege, uh, apartheid, how apartheid benefited my life, how colonialism created who we are now. Uh, and that's ties into what's going on now. So the show I'm writing now about South Africa and about the political thing will be about, we need to be positive, we need to realize that COVID-19 is tragic and horrific, but it's also made us more aware of why people count before profits, why uh, you need to see yourself as part of a community instead of your own selfish individual. As Boris Johnson literally said the other day, there is such a thing as society, which was amazing because Margaret Thatcher said, there isn't such a thing as society, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's, it's a massive movement for a right-wing politician. So uh, it, it, the, the puppet will come back, no, you've got to be realistic, and we'll find a middle ground. So that conversation is always engaging. I just uh, I don't I can't get stage time uh, for a while, as we all know. So you can write, but you can't do the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Am
0: I right in saying for your mental health? I mean, the, the, the planning of comedy and how you can turn this into a show, is that really, really good for your mental health and day to day?
2: Well, I mean, it's everything, isn't it? Um, yeah. It, 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 it's, it, we need to find ways to uh, make this relevant to us. I think what I have renegotiated um, is how I deal with it. So I, I make sure that I take, you know, I saw an amazing article uh, on this exact issue. I make sure that our security, our food security, and our my wife and I's space is safe and sanitized. And then I take time out to chill because if we don't, there's anxiety dynamics that happen more than I ever would before. And then I'll put time into having some le- leverage of control. Even if I never use the show, at least I'm engaging with what's out there. Because you can get sucked into like a news vortex. Because, you know, if you do kind of political current affairs content with your comedy, this is bananas what's going on. And we have no outlet. Because uh, yeah. normally you can get on stage and workshop it. So I think writing... Bits is actually exactly what you said very helpful to sort of work out where you stand with in relation to this Just don't plan to use it
0: Yeah I think yeah. I think it's the outlet that's so important for everyone for me this is my outlet daily conversations with comedians worldwide and for comedians worldwide their outlet is yeah yeah putting content out there I think everyone needs an outlet whether that's just dancing once a day or something I think every day as an outlet for this as you say anxiety is just so important so I think that there's a yeah. level
2: at which comics should should pull I think there's a level which comics should pull back from putting content out there because I don't think well, I, I found for myself it, it, it. I was I started putting some video content and then it's just the feeling is We're just trying to cope with whatever's going on. So you it's like if you tell your gag to a room full of people who are in trauma, you're just gonna make yourself feel like shit. So <laughs> hold back Yeah,
0: I, I, t- I tend to agree. I do tend to agree um but then again, I've written not a single joke since this started, so I can't talk. There'd be nothing exactly. I could put out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing the piano all the time, so I'm putting that content out there. My my terrible piano playing, but uh, no man, it's uh, it sounds it sounds um, so interesting. What you're I mean, I can't wait to see what you're you know going to put out at the end of this. I think it's going to be incredibly interesting and.
2: We must pressure preparation ourselves to create content. It's fine to just stop uh, This is crazy what's going on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to do nothing. It's okay just to, yeah. Um, have this chance as a reset absolutely um so in the meantime we can get your content as you say at conrad cock or or at um your your chester missing puppets twitter account which as you say is far more popular so i hope we get yeah. the retweet by, can you ask him to retweet this thank you thank you so much uh, i mean this uh, as i say is um is uh, doing good for my mental health if uh, no one else is but i know it's um i know it's incredibly interesting and incredibly useful for a lot of other people so thank you for joining me today conrad that's been great
2: thanks nathan it was really good to talk to you You're a great podcast i love this concept thank you so much man also love cheers, cheers mate
1: There we go. Love that conversation with Conrad. I hope you're enjoying all these conversations as much as I am. I know you are from the feedback I've been getting. So keep that feedback coming. I hope you listened to my conversation yesterday with the brilliant Ari Eldion from Iceland. And there we discussed the uh, Corona free hour that they have in Iceland, 8 or 9. So you may have seen on our socials today that we've put out a um, hashtag Corona free hour. And we're encouraging you all and media outlets and anyone generally to have a hour, if they can do, if they're lucky enough not to have to think about Corona for an hour, an hour off Corona between eight and nine. And I think that's going to be great for all of our mental health. So check out the tweets. Please retweet them. There's a brilliant cartoon there from the fantastic Joseph Champ to go alongside it. So that was our show for today. Join us again tomorrow for more Psychomedy Daily Dose. Please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. And please give us a five star review. Your positivity is needed more now than ever. Psychomedy is produced by Mike Hanson at Pod People Productions. Check out psychomedy.co.uk. There's loads of great mental health tips there from our counselling partners at threadup.co.uk. I'm Nathan Castle. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay positive, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow.
2: people.